Hello, I'm Chris Neeland, host of a new podcast, Cult Brand Secrets, brought to you by The Gathering and Evergreen Podcasts. The Gathering is a Forbes top-rated business summit and a masterclass for brand and business leaders looking to reap the benefits of cult-like adoration. Each year, The Gathering brings together disruptors from around the globe to learn from and to celebrate the leaders behind iconic brands like Marvel, Skittles, Beats by Dre, Yeti, and the Dallas Cowboys. For the first time ever, this podcast will give you access to some of the exclusive business leader learnings from the gathering's past events. GoDaddy wasn't at the gathering as a top cult brand honoree. You know, instead, we invited Cameron to come speak because we were so impressed with the work he is doing to help GoDaddy become a cult brand. His candor and his ambition are worthy of our attention. You know, there's no doubt that GoDaddy is wildly successful. They have been growing year over year by double digits for as long as anyone can remember. But financial success is only part of a cult brand story. You know, Cameron told the gathering audience that GoDaddy's problem isn't their market share, it's indifference. They had become a pervasive domain utility, but in reality, they wanted to become an enabler of entrepreneurism. You know, strategically, the C-suite moved the goalposts for GoDaddy. They elevated their brand's purpose. And then they began the hard work of developing an amazing suite of tools and services that can help small businesses succeed. You know, unfortunately, not enough people understand GoDaddy's strategic pivot, or not enough people believe them, or are taking full advantage of everything that's available to them. And that's what Cameron is trying to change. He's gonna share with you several vital elements of their brand and their business transformation. I encourage you to take lots of notes because he's one of the best in the business when it comes down to creating brands that people actually give a damn about. So have a listen. I'm Cameron Scott. I'm the brand chief at GoDaddy. Uh, I've been enrolled for about two years now, and this is also my second gathering. And I got to tell you, I am incredibly excited to take this stage. Before I talk, I think that I need to make a confession. I don't think that GoDaddy is a cult brand. We're a big brand. We're a successful brand. We've been growing in double digits year over year for as long as I can remember. We're a healthy brand, international brand. We're a brand that I think is really important to the future of the economy because of our customers, many of MU. For me personally, GoDaddy's a brand I love deeply, but none of that makes us a cult brand. And so I think that begs the question, and it's why I had to talk about it before I got into GoDaddy specifically, why am I on the stage? Like, why is GoDaddy here at a cult gathering when we're not a cult brand, at least not yet? And the answer is, I believe really, really deeply that there's only two kinds of businesses out there. There are businesses that are transforming, and there are businesses that are transforming and just don't know it. And GoDaddy has the absolute privilege of knowing that we're evolving. We're purposefully evolving. So, and the transformation that we're hap that's happening right now is a transformation that I think will have a lot of relative data and insights 
for what your businesses are going through. Before I jump into that, though, I should just share a little bit about GoDaddy. Uh, I joke, we're an internet company. We're 161 years old from internet uh, years. Anyone know how old GoDaddy is? Anyone? Super close. Someone say 21. We're 23 years old this year. And that is very old in internet years. Since 1997. We haven't always been a big advertiser, but for the last 14 years, we have advertised very aggressively. So while most of the Super Bowls, we were in seven Super Bowls, most of those or all of them were before my time as brand chief. Uh, people kindly have said we're textbook worthy. Sometimes it's been cringeworthy. So, uh, but we're a big advertiser. A number of you uh, are our customers. So most of you probably know what a domain is, something like cultideas.com or the cultgathering.com. That's a domain. We manage 78 million domains. That's 22% of the entire world. So, and from a domain perspective, we're 10 times bigger than any competitor. I'm not going to bore you with technical stuff, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Because of domains, GoDaddy is an important part of the backbone of the internet itself. So we manage about a third of the name traffic for the entire internet. Uh, and that's an important part about GoDaddy as well. We're in 100 countries and 27 languages now. And just for a little bit of context, we're 127 times more subscribers than Salesforce. And that is not a dig on Salesforce at all. I love that company. So, but just to give a little perspective on the, the scale that we operate on, our customers, and you guys are a number of them, they're not everybody. And I would have been shocked if everyone would have raised their hand and said, oh, we're all customers. So we have a great potential customer base. There's probably half a billion people in the world who are like Marcella. We call them everyday entrepreneurs. And there are people who have an idea and they want to make it real. Marcella is a perfect example. She doesn't have a trust fund. She doesn't have an Ivy League panel of people advising her on her business. She doesn't have an exit strategy or round day funding. She's not a startup. She's a fashion designer. She's a solopreneur. Uh, and she wants to take her ideas and make them real under her own will and initiative. I'm going to show you a really quick uh, clip. I cut it down from a longer video, but just to give you a little sense of who we think our core customers are. I was born in Monterrey and I grew up in Guadalajara. My mom would give me this puffy sleeve dress and pleated skirt and it wasn't my style at all. So I would just grab my seam ripper and take it all apart and everything by hand. I would just come out of my room. My mom was like, what? And I started developing that love for creating and just using my hands to create stuff. My name is Marcela Dyer. I am creator of the project Wild Woman. Wild Woman was born in 2017 after I attended the Women's March here in Portland. It was super inspiring for me. I felt this unity and support. I came to the studio the next day and I thought, you know what, I want to create something meaningful instead of seasonal. You know, I wanted to create something that has a message and that uh, can inspire as well and empowers. Then I visioned right away this collection with women's portraits. So that was only 45 seconds, but you didn't hear her mention once money. She's not here, her cause is not to get rich, is not to make a ton of money. So her focus is community-based. And that's what I hear from our customers every day. I've yet in all my years at GoDaddy to, to hear anybody who has a big financial goal who's a, who is a customer. That's our corporate strategy, the first 45 words of our corporate strategy. And I'll just pull out some words, champion entrepreneurs, empower them, give them sage guidance, seamlessly intuitive experiences to help them name, create, grow, manage their ventures a thriving uh, exponential power of community of 
bringing all these entrepreneurs together. That's what we're trying to do as a company. On the red side, though, is what I understand about most people, and probably most of you in the room, know about GoDaddy. So even those uh, of you who are customers, always the lowest price for a domain. Seen their logo on a race car. Probably think Danica Patrick is still uh, a spokesperson. Probably seen an advertisement. So it's probably seen a Super Bowl. Maybe made you cringe a little bit. Down in the bottom corner there, you can see Devin Edwards. He's a photographer from Dallas who took this photo, and he's our customer. So, and he's a great representation of the challenge because Devin is completely happy with GoDaddy. He doesn't have any problems with GoDaddy. He's happy as a customer, but he's only a domain customer. You look at everything that we want to do for Devin on the left. So he's a completely satisfied customer, and yet it's a, only a tiny drop in the bucket of what GoDaddy does now. So, uh, and it is a challenge for people like Devin who just use GoDaddy as a utility. This is a chart for our overall brand impression when I took the brand uh, role in 2018. So that arrow points to January of 2018. The blue line is zero. And from an impression standpoint, I believe that's about as bad as it can be. <laughs> I mean, you can see negative down below, but I think that actually might be better, right? We talk about the opposite of love isn't hate, right? It is indifference. And when I talk to customers, like the photographer I just showed you, he doesn't hate GoDaddy. He's totally satisfied with GoDaddy. But he also doesn't think about GoDaddy to help him as a partner. And so there's a deep incongruity between our corporate strategy and where our brand is. And that says we have to grow. We have to evolve our brand. And so we decided we're going to make a change. And we decided we're not going to just dwell on many past mistakes. So, And there have been plenty. So we're not going to dwell on old Super Bowl commercials. We're going to focus on the future, and we're going to go towards the future as aggressively as we can. I love this quote from Socrates. The secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. When I'm talking to my team, when I'm talking to the brand team and the marketing team at GoDaddy, I say we're on Keanu Reeves' journey. That's the journey that we're on. Keanu, of course, was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He was in some movies that could have been good, except for him early on. <laughs> and and the, I know it's hard to say he's the darling of the internet now. How dare I even suggest he was in bad films? He was in good films that he ruined, like Bram Stoker's Dracula. So, and then the same thing happened. People didn't hate Keanu Reeves. They just didn't think about him. So, and because of that, he was actually banned from certain parts of Hollywood for a long time. Fox Studios didn't hire him for 11 years. And in that time, he started looking inward. Where are his strengths? So where could he grow his own character and his own talents? And slowly and surely, year after year, made the right decisions again and again and again. He started paying attention and making the right decisions repeatedly. And I think that for GoDaddy, that's the journey that we need to be on, right? So I'm not here to tell you that we have changed the brand uh, completely. We are in the midst of our transformation here. This is my shorthand for the transformation that we're making. If they're not thinking about us, it's because we're a utility. But people like Maricela, they're living a lifestyle. She's not doing this to make money. She's doing it because that's important, it's important to her and her life. And wherever there is a lifestyle, there's an opportunity for a lifestyle brand. So, and for everyday entrepreneurship, 
we want to be that lifestyle brand. If we're going to fulfill a corporate strategy, we have to have a brand that actually matches that. And what does that mean? Even more shorthand, we need to move from a value-based company, one that sells on discounts so and the cheapest price so or the best renewal rates to values and actually start showing the values. I've tried to boil this down into a simple kind of three-legged stool of the process that we've been working on. It starts with strategy. Said strategy that's solid as fuck. So because it is so important, I found that even when there's total company buy-in, nothing moves without a really, really tight corporate strategy that's tied to a tight brand strategy. Culture is incredibly important. I'll talk about that in a second. And then creative at insane velocity. I have a long strategy background and I love strategy, but I have to say that the strategy process for brand, even after we had deep buy-in, even after everyone in our leadership team could see the gap between our brand and our aspirations from a, a corporate standpoint, getting spend to happen, getting things to actually move was an incredible challenge and required a tremendous amount of work. There are days where I felt like I was just explaining that water is wet and that the sky is blue and then having to pull out 35 pages of data to prove it. So uh, I'm seeing some heads nod. So it could be incredibly difficult. The first step we had to do, we know that our customers are everyday entrepreneurs. We had to know everything we possibly could about them. So, and we dug deep into understanding their psychographics, how they start, what moves them along their journey. So from dreaming about what they're gonna do to that moment that sparks them to say, I'm gonna do it. Maricela's was when she was at a, uh, a women's event in Portland. There's always a spark when they're gonna go do it and they're gonna go name it, they're gonna start it. We learned everything we could do about it. And then we built a business case for brand investment. The short of it is you can absolutely do it. So if your company's not ready to just spend money on brand, there is a business case that's absolutely possible. And I wasn't sure of that it's very difficult. As a DR company, we were so focused on 12 months. We had every model possible on what returns on investment were in 12 months. And frankly, I don't know if, it, if, if for years we'd ever looked out past 12 months, but we did. We looked at 18 months, we looked at 24 months, and there was a fantastic case for brand investment and the power of investing in our brand could do. And then we wrapped that all together in a brand strategy. These three documents that we made, over a thousand pages. So way more than maybe you would feel that you have to, but it was what we needed to do to start moving things. Fortunately, those thousand pages for me can boil down to a single slide for you guys. It comes down to this. The strategies, I'd rather be nine people's favorite things than 100 people's ninth favorite things. For GoDaddy, we couldn't just move our engagement scores a little bit higher, have a little bit uh, better NPS score. We needed to set a strategy where the goal was be their favorite. And that's an that's a, a ambitious strategy and one that we've been making great progress on but have a long ways to go. But once we had that strategy, we knew, all right, let's go out and look at our customers. So let us remember the values of our customers and start showing them. And the first thing we did is made sure that what our customers were about, we were about. And I'll show you a little bit of that. We are about being detail-oriented, highly efficient, and always hungry for more. Even if you started in a small kitchen with a basic recipe, we are about building a loving and selfless community through trial, error, and chance encounters. 
ready to embark on new adventures through song, dance, crafts, and lessons. Studying life outside the classroom. We are about the innate love for the natural world. Believing all of the resources we consume on Earth should have a positive impact. Being a live wildflower child, knowing it's about wanting to work on your mind, body, and spirit, and reaping the benefits from doing so. We are about the family owned and operated and taking things head on as they come into your life. So take your time, look around, and learn all there is to know about us. We got your back, so you can focus on the direction. So I know that went fast if you didn't catch it. We made our company's manifesto out of pieces of all of our customers about us pages. And it works. It represents who we are. It represents who we want to be. But it's certainly not enough just to go cut and paste stuff out of your customers about us and say it. You absolutely have to live it. And for anyone who attended Douglas Atkins' talk on culting of brands last night, he had a section around living your purpose. He, I mean, he couldn't be more right. So absolutely brilliant insights into it. And it's a core pillar of what we need to do at GoDaddy. We're an old company from an internet standpoint, 23 years old. It's easy to forget once you start getting your first million and then your 10th million customer. So, and going towards your 20 millionth customer, it's easy to forget about their values and actually living it and their world and understanding their journey. And so culture was an incredibly important second pillar for us. I'm just gonna give two examples uh, and, and one of them very easy to do one of them very bold. The easy ones up here on, uh, on the screen, we built customer love walls for every office uh, inside GoDaddy. They're 20 to 30 foot long walls covered with customer photographs. And then a centerpiece for each one of them, a digital picture frame. This works kind of like an internal corporate Instagram of photos of customers. The trick is we've asked every employee to adopt a customer. And not just, to, not just adopt them and take one picture, but follow along with their journey and document their journey. So on this internal tool where we have water cooler talk now, when I see Ben here in the Kirkland office where I'm out of, you'd say, oh, I saw that new picture of Jeff from Hungry Animal Lighting. Like what's going on there? Like, how's, how's that going? We can now have conversations again, the way we were when we were 23 years ago in 1997 about when we just had a handful of customers. Now we could actually have customers that we're talking about specifically every day and they're real humans and we're caring about them. Quite easy to do, just a technology uh, uh, thing. Much harder and, and at least equally as important. We decided that we're gonna ask every GoDaddy employee to start a side hustle. Start a business of their own. Yes. Start a philanthropy of their own. Start a creative project of your own and go do it. Go make it happen. And, and you can carve out time in your work to do it. It's like Google's 20, except for it's your own thing. And that's a very dangerous thing. I don't know of any other company that does. In fact, companies that I've been at before, AT&T Wireless, Microsoft, Yahoo, you have to get special written permission from legal to do a side hustle of any kind. Here, we're encouraging everyone to do it. And it is dangerous. We, we've, since the two years we've started, we have lost people to their thing. Their side hustle took off. But we don't think of that as a failure. We actually call that graduation. And we really, really mean it. Like if, you, if your side hustle has taken off and it's going so well, 
that you just have to go do it yourself and you've fallen in love with entrepreneurship so much, that is a victory for GoDaddy. That is a victory for our culture. Uh, and it's something that's working really well and it doesn't seem to have impacted productivity or anything uh, negatively at all. And everything we've taken from our customer photography, so to our, um, to our own internal uh, uh, folks who are going out and doing side hustles, we're documenting everything and all of our outbound media is all customers now, 100%. So, and we've just started making love letters to them and sending them out in social media, sending them out any way we can. And of course, our creativity needs to come at insane volumes if we're gonna move the needle at any kind of speed. And that's the third uh, part of the filler, uh, pillars that I wanna share with you guys is the creative matters a lot. You can see the values in creative. And so one of the things I've been doing over the last two years is building GoDaddy Studios, a, a very hyper-focused internal agency, taking all of our customers and, and bringing them to life with joy and with pride. And we went from the typical external agency pace of having a few hundred high-end pieces of creative the year to last year put out 20,000, just a hair under 20,000 unique pieces of creative in a single year. So, and it's absolutely working. It's going out into every channel that we have. And we're seeing, uh, obviously the creative's making it to the homepage too, but the important thing here is that we're seeing query volume uh, at the highest level we've had since our IPO. Like we're seeing brand query absolutely skyrocket simply from taking uh, all of our customer stories and just putting them out there at the highest velocity we can and showing every one of these stories, if nothing else, that we just champion them, that we just, we love their lifestyle. We think the lifestyle is incredibly important. So we think it's important for the future of the economy. We think it's important for the future of people's souls. So to be able to be in control of their own lives and it's showing up. And from a look again standpoint, though we haven't finished our transition yet, we thought it was time to actually signal to the world that there's something really new to come look at again. And so about five weeks ago, we launched a new logo. We call the new mark the go. So it is a statement of championship. Go take your first step, go take your next step. We've got your back. It's also in the shape of a heart you probably noticed. So simply customer love. So, and, the, and representing the joy that entrepreneurs feel when they're actually making their own way. I'm really proud of the job that we are doing in actually manifesting the values of our customers now. And it wasn't about artificially just jumping onto their values. It was about, for us, finding it again. So uh, finding what got us into the business in 1997. So it's always been the everyday entrepreneur. Now we just do so much more for them and we want to not just be a utility for them, but a partner. This is the same chart that I showed earlier. Now with just two years of progress. Am I satisfied with this? No but I am incredibly happy and proud of the work that we've been able to do. And in two years, actually move the brand dial 20, uh, 20 points. Absolutely. And if I have any message to wrap up with, it's simply that, that you can move your brand. Like if you have a brand that hasn't been moving, if you have a brand that's at zero, or has been at zero, it's absolutely movable. So I think we have a long ways to go. I'd love to be back here in a couple of years. So um, showing us up around uh, the Apple and the Nike and, and the places that we really want to get to. But now I can go with confidence. And we're going like, well, I'm in 2020 from a brand leadership standpoint, but the tremendous amount of confidence that 
we've got the strategy, we understand the culture that we need to have. So we're rolling with creative and we can do it. So, and I think it's certainly something that everyone in this room can do as well. Thank you guys. Thank you. One thing I've wanted to talk about with you, Cam, as we've gotten to know each other, mm -hmm. I'm learning a little bit, but I think it'd be really great to hear is that this evolution, this journey that you guys have been on externally um, makes a lot of sense. And I know it's building up a lot of excitement, but also understanding the size of GoDaddy as an organization. Um, and I, I know what it's like to affect change inside of a, you know, a large bureaucratic organization. Maybe just talk a little bit about what that's been like from, uh, from a commitment perspective. Um, it seems like there's excitement internally, but you know, how do you get everybody to not only commit to the change, um, but get them to, uh, to 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 remain excited about it as as maybe you hit some bumps in the road? Oh, absolutely. Boy, where to begin? <clears throat> here's here's where I'll begin. Mm -hmm. uh, when I woke up this morning, and actually before I went to bed last night, I said, "I'm going to get up. It's beautiful out. I'm going to run." I did not. So. <laughs> it's cold and the bed is so comfortable. I think that analogy works fairly well for GoDaddy. We absolutely have leadership buy-in across the board. So there isn't any other senior leader at, at GoDaddy who doesn't believe, deeply believe in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So just like I deeply believe last night I should run. So doing it is a very different thing. Doing it versus believing it. Mm -hmm. uh, for me has all been about proving it every step of the way. It's the first thing. So my recommendation is find partners. There, there's partners somewhere in the company. We found tremendous partners with our finance team, with our business analytics team, uh, who absolutely um, believed as much as everyone else and knew a way to get us from point A in the way we spend, for example, or the way we're organized. So, um, and helped us move along. And every step of the way, every win gains belief that not only are we on the right track, so from a strategic direction standpoint, so but that we can actually move the needle. So, and I can tell you certainly, uh, investing in getting really smart with stuff like YouGov data um, helps a tremendous amount too to show that uh, that needles can be moved. So even people who believed it in our company can be a little skeptical of. Are we the ones to, to do it? Can we actually move this data? It's interesting because really sort of what you're talking about is soft selling. Mm -hmm. So were you soft selling before you got executive buy-in or did you get executive buy-in and then start soft selling? I tend to, like my instincts are not to soft sell at all. My instincts are bull in a china shop. It's <laughs> just, we all know what we're going to do. Let's just go do it. Yeah. Um, and if we were a startup, we probably could go that way. Like the challenge go is... You know, I don't know exactly what we're worth. I don't pay attention to too much to that, but something like $15 billion. Mm -hmm. So let's say we're a $15 billion company. All of us from a leadership standpoint have responsibility for that $15 billion company. So we can't fuck it up, people. Like, mm -hmm. we just can't. So, uh, and so I think buy-in happens uh, at almost every level. So um, Though I've only been in the branch chief role for two years, uh, I've been at GoDaddy for seven years. So I was leading business strategy uh, and some other stuff uh, for the first five years. And I was absolutely soft selling during all of that, getting us queued up to be 
we're going to be at a point where we're going to want to do brand evolution. Um, and then as I took the brand chief role, uh, I, I launched into um, pretty aggressive um, hard selling with our leadership team uh, and finding partners. It wasn't a big sell to find the partners. So it was just critical to find the partners uh, so that you weren't a single voice in the company. Right. So, yeah. and the single voice wasn't, I wasn't the one voice for change at GoDaddy. The single voice is we should make this change. Something like we should encourage everyone to have a side hustle. So yeah. we should actually ask every employee to have a side hustle. Which is crazy bold. Big things. Right. It's, it's very, it's unheard, to even suggest it's that. It's unheard of. And you can imagine in your companies who is going to resist that. So for sure. across the board, people managers are going to say, I'm already overloaded. It's like, I can't have my people having any time to do their own thing. Human resources is going to say, we're going to lose people. They're going to go off and do their own thing. Uh, and legal is going to say, you know, we can't have, like, they're going to solicit inside the office and they can't have solicitation. And there's, there's every, everyone has a good reason to say no. Yeah. Uh, and it's finding those people who can help you say yes. And so you're not a single voice uh, in that. And you build a chorus. So, and that chorus sings. Got a really good question here for you. So, uh, was it in, was it intentional to become a lifestyle brand for SMB, and in doing so, staying away from enterprise to avoid competition like AWS and Azure? Oh yeah, that's a good question. Um, no, I don't think that we have any interest uh, in mid market or enterprise at all. We fr frankly, we think about that. Um, kind of like, and I, I spent a little time at Yahoo in the olden days. Yeah. If you think about what Yahoo was, like Yahoo, I know it was like, their page was about like what Britney Spears wore to the Oscars. And then Google came along. So, and captured that long tail. So, and nobody else could have done it before then, right? Every, it was all just head content, MSN, Yahoo. That's what the whole internet was. For GoDaddy, we are the long tail of business. And that's way, way more interesting than, uh, than the big front of business. So if you ever hear someone at GoDaddy talking about mid-market, we're talking about someone with 10 employees. <laughs> That's huge for us. So almost uh, say 75% of our, uh, our customers are solopreneurs. And that's the world. So there's about half a billion uh, entrepreneurs out there in the world, the everyday kind. And they, they're, out, they're out there on their own. They may have a 1099 or a little bit of help occasionally, but the world of small business uh, is not um, any way like the world of big business. So, and the important thing, and I mentioned this in, as I talked, it's the motivations. So their motivations are in no way to grow and get huge. I've never heard anyone ever, none of our customers ever said, I wanna dominate, I wanna crush. And a lot of them were like, hey, you're a restaurateur, you wanna open up a second restaurant? God, no, why would I want that? Yeah. <laughs> All my, I have all the customers I want. So um, it's a totally different world. We've never even considered uh, going into that. And it's one of the things, it's why we believe that we can actually move into the lifestyle space for them because we have no interest. We've never tried to go out market. We're not interested in any way uh, in that market at all. Somebody from the audience is, is, a, is a GoDaddy customer and they're very curious um, about how in the world you guys have such a good customer service team. Care a lot and make sure that the metrics that you're gauging your care people on are the right ones. So I mentioned Yahoo, I also spent a long time at Microsoft. So, and 
the number one metric for care at Microsoft is how quickly you can get them off the phone. And that's, well, that's normal. I don't, I'm not calling them out as something particularly special, but that's true. That's the, the, the key metric was speed to completion. GoDaddy only has one metric for our care and it's customer satisfaction, which means that you may be on the phone for an hour. So, and not only that, you may call for something that's incredibly tangential to GoDaddy. If it even has a slight connection to GoDaddy. Mm-hmm. So our uh, GoDaddy guides, which is what we call them, uh, have the ability uh, to help you for as long as you need. And they'll spend hours on the phone. Uh, and that's actually what first gave us the clue that we actually could start winning the right to be a lifestyle brand. Because what we hear, not from people who are buying, but like when you're coming to GoDaddy and buying, it's that perception slide. It's, it's those are the things you know. But people who are, have been our customers for a while, the number one thing they tell us is we take care of them better than anyone else. Uh, and that's all around uh, our philosophy of care. Going back a little bit to, um, you know, this idea of encouraging people to get their own side hustle. Mm-hmm. You talked a little bit about, you know, what you had to go through um, in regards to making sure that there was a single point and, you know, getting uh, people on the same page. But can you unpack that a little bit? Like, what was the process? Like, and, you know, maybe there were some difficult moments. And how did you go about getting by? Maybe just a few more details about that. First of all, um, it certainly wasn't just me uh, at the company. So, uh, and I think at any biggish kind of company, we're not a huge company. We have about 9,000 employees, but it's big enough that um, no one leader is going to drive a change that big. It has to be a bit of a coalition. Uh, And so a number of us uh, started talking kind of early on in uh, this brand transformation process, specifically about the things that Douglas Atkins was talking about, about Mm -hmm. we want to get back to the original love that we've had for these customers. So it's not that it went away, it's that it left our vernacular. It left, it left, left our lexicon because all of a sudden it's millions. And when you're talking about millions of people, they're just numbers. Mm. And so we want to talk, like, how can we do that? And things like the customer love walls were really easy and they started us having kind of conversations. But at some point we realized if we really want to have the deepest kind of empathy. So it's like, you know, Harley encouraging, you know, their employees to ride Harleys. Like mm. you want to live, like live the lifestyle. And that's tricky. Like if you're a, if you're a tech company employee, you may have done that all your life. You may have literally never started up anything on your own. And that could be normal too. Most, most people won't. I hate to break it to you, but at least 88% of you in the room will never start anything of your own. So, and that's okay. Right. So, um, but it's a, it's a niche. Yeah. So uh, fortunately for GoDaddy, it's a niche that still has at least half a billion uh, potential customers. Um, but just a small segment. segment. Yeah. Um, but it's an issue. And so that coalition of people who understood that we could go so much farther if every GoDaddy employee understood about all of the phases of the journey mm-hmm. and they got to, to struggle with it too. It's a big thing for GoDaddy because part of being a real supporter of the lifestyle of every entrepreneur is not just being there. Like you saw a lot in our, like in the creative I shared with you, it's a lot of joy. So, and we know that entrepreneurs are hungry for that sense of joy. And so from an advertising standpoint, you see a lot of that, but that's not the whole picture of it. There's a virtuous cycle that's really, really important. It's like, think about it this way. Just picture any friend. This year, you asked them to help move. They weren't available. Yeah, you're having some hard times and you needed their advice. They weren't available. Uh, you reached out to them a number of times and just never heard back from them. 
and now it's your birthday party. Do you want that person to come? Like, no, they're not just there for the high points. So, and the same thing is true for a brand, like brands that are just there for the high points. So aren't there that much at all. Mm -hmm. And so for us, it wasn't just, it could be easy to understand, oh, we got to celebrate with them. We want all of our employees to understand the real challenges that come from trying to make something, to take an idea and try to make it real. And you go through these highs of like, you know, for domain set, like naming is a high, right? I've named it, I've started something. So, and then the realities of like, oh God, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. So there's some deep lows in entrepreneurship. It could also be very lonely. Uh, and so um, having them, having everyone understand the virtuous cycle and how we have to power through that, um, was ultimately what sold the idea uh, that it was really important that we actually go that uh, extreme measure uh, and be the company that encourages every one of our employees to do a side hustle. So, and even our uh, CEO, who's um, new as uh, five or six months now, um, he's never done a side hustle himself. He's starting. He's starting one up. What was the specific or pivotal moment when you knew that you had to push forward on the strategy and you could no longer just sit? Um, uh, they're saying no longer sit on it, but I think idle would be another way of saying it. Well, that's an incredibly easy one because I actually shared it with you guys uh, in slide form. Uh, when, when I showed you the slide that I called the rub, the first 45 words of our corporate strategy, there's nothing that is so blatantly, um, dichotomous than looking at our customer perception today and what we intend to be. So, and it was as simple as that. So from a clarity standpoint, uh, it was simply putting up, all right, this is the 45 words that we all agree to. That is our top priority as a company. So let's look at customer perception. Where are they? So, and can we continue to be a value-based company? So can we continue to be a utility, which has been really successful. Like I said, we've been growing double digits. So um, we're not doing this um, because we're not growing anymore or we're in, you know, Everyone has headwinds, but we're not in trouble or anything. This is if we want to move ahead as a brand. So like once you have, you know, 22% of the internet's domains, yeah. it starts getting really difficult to get 23%. Like at some point, like you're really topping out of what you can even realistically do. And so this is a little available market, right? Um, and honestly, if you care, like you grow to care about these, this group so much, you're gonna have to go show it. You're gonna yeah. have to do something different. Thank you, Ken. My pleasure. Yeah. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information. Did you catch that part? 
in Cameron's speech about GoDaddy moving away from being a value-based company. You know, I can count on one hand the number of cult brands that play really well in the value space. Brands like Southwest Airlines or Zara or Hyundai are perhaps the exception, but they're certainly not the rule. GoDaddy is transforming from touting their value to touting their values. They want to stand for something more than just cheap domains. And as such, they're spending a lot of effort and resources becoming more valuable to a very specific opportunity audience. And just as importantly, they're changing their corporate culture to become much more customer-centric. As Cameron shared, that means even encouraging their employees to become more entrepreneurial so that they can more fully empathize with what their target audience is experiencing. I hope that you learned something from Cameron's advice about soft selling and getting internal buy-in. You know, more often than not, ideas aren't implemented not because they aren't good ideas, but because they lack the internal champions to bring them to life. Our job as brand leaders is to get people excited about the possibilities of the brand. And that is a skill that's just as important, you know, if not more so, than all of the other strategic and tactical skills required to manage messages and media and channels. You know, personally, I use tools like The Gathering and case studies from iconic cult brands to inspire people and open their minds about what's truly possible so that they become more receptive to learning about cult brand principles. I encourage you to do the same. Share this podcast with your boss or with your board and encourage them to dream a bit bigger. Once again, this is your host, Chris Neeland, and you've been listening to Cult Brand Secrets where we explore the great speakers and insights shared at The Gathering, a Forbes top-rated business summit. Learn more about The Gathering at cultgathering.com. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please rate and review us on your podcast app. It really helps. Cult Brand Secrets is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Learn more about our podcast at evergreenpodcast.com. Special thanks to Connor Standish and Laura Winter for their assistance in making this podcast possible. Also, I'd like to thank our producer and audio engineer, William Pritz, as well as executive producers, David Moss and Bridget Coyne. I'm your host, Chris Nealon. Thanks for listening. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.